within this project we uh, find 16 um, susceptible genes for uh, lupus for the Chinese population. Wow. Yes. Use polygenic risk score and machine learning to do the prediction. To do the prediction of a disease for different for for uh, for the specific population, because we cannot use the genetic data of European population to predict a uh, disease in Chinese population. No, someone's opinion may contradict yours. Where's my friend Alan? It's all about your perspective. Who are we, and what is the nature of this reality? What's up everyone? Welcome to Simulation. I'm your host Alan Sakian. We are on site in the beautiful Westlake University in Hangzhou, China. We are now going to be talking about Chinese population genetics. We have Dr. Hao Feng Zheng joining us on the show. Hi yeah. Wang. Yeah, thank Hello. you. Thank yeah. you so much for coming yeah. on our show. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited. It was great getting a nice <laughs> tour of your lab and what you guys are working on here. Mm -hmm. Congrats on all the progress. For those that don't know, Ho Feng Zheng is principal investigator at Westlake University researching bioinformatic tools for the analysis of large genetic data and complex disease. And you can find the links in the bio. All right, let's start things off with one of our favorite questions we like asking our guests. Okay. What are your thoughts on the direction of our world? Um, the direction of our world. Um, yeah, th this question is too hard to answer, I think. Um, <laughs> um, as a scientist, um, what we want to figure out is uh, how human come from and how we where go mm -hmm. i think it's such a big question we want we would like to work on yes right not only um, on on the nature but also on the uh the society or the uh humanity i think yes yeah, where, I, I, I don't have an exact answer. Where did we uh, come this from? Where are we going? Yeah, yeah. This, is, this question is so big. I love the question, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I will always wonder what are some of the main principles that we can embody to help us make yeah. sure that it's going in a positive direction. Right. What, right. what do you think maybe one of the key principles is? Uh, maybe nature selection. Um, uh, 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 I, I, I do research on complex disease, right? You know, yeah. so um, uh, the development of complex disease um, can be explained by uh, nature selection. Oh, uh, one kind of nature selection. That's uh, uh, that's negative selection. Mm. Yeah. 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 Whoa. So something that humans can potentially do is try and move further away from negative selection, where there may be some of the 
things that cause suffering or disease or things like this and we can maybe move ourselves more in a direction of flourishing away from the complex disease which is some of the stuff that you're trying to do is help, yeah help us heal um help us eradicate things like osteoporosis and these types of things yeah 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 let's talk about the journey so who were you as a kid and how did you get interested in genetics and science you mean who made me feel interested in uh, genetics yeah. or science? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a uh, it's a long story, and you know, um, I, my, my my actually my father uh, he picked um, this. Uh, he helped me to choose my major when I finished my uh, high school mm-hmm. and he expect me to be a doctor and actually I uh, major on the clinical medicine and I think fin- I finished my MD degree yes. uh, in China um, but after my MD degree, I um, didn't uh, actually become a doctor. I choose to do research um, because I, at that time, I did research on genetics of skin disease, like lupus. And after my uh, PhD, I continue to do genetics, but not on skin disease, uh, but on the on the bone uh, disease, bone health. Yes. Like osteoporosis. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about you know as you find yourself getting more and more interested in you know in clinical medicine and then in population genetics and in, uh, in, in helping people with disease, you made some pretty serious discoveries along the way. Mm-hmm. In, in the, so the MD was from uh, Binjo Medical University. Yeah. And it's in the, Shandong University, uh, Shandong province. In Shandong province. In, in north of in China. north of China. Yeah. And then the PhD was from Anhui Medical University. Yes. Okay, and let's talk about the first discovery. So we have several of these discoveries that we're going to talk about. This one was about susceptibility genes for systemic lupus. Yeah. And you did this by a genome-wide study in China. Right. So teach us about how you're finding this. Um, So, um, for example, we, uh, to to find this, in order to find the susceptible genes of lupus, we need a, a, a group of cases, patients, and a group of controls, healthy, healthy uh, individuals, mm. to, and to compare the allele frequency of these two groups. Yeah. If a SNP have a very different allele, a dif- very different allele frequency uh, between these two groups, 
we hypothesize that this SNP is associated with the disease. Yeah. yeah. And within this project, we uh, find 16 um, susceptible genes for uh, lupus for the Chinese population. Wow. Yes. Okay, so you're given a population-wide um, genetic database, and you, uh, how many samples were in this one? Maybe a couple, how many samples did you have in this one? Uh, you mean this project? Yeah, The, the this lupus project? project? Yep, yep. In the lupus uh, I think it's 3,000. 3,000. Yeah. Okay, so you have 3,000, and um, some, so some of them have lupus, and yeah, so, some of them have lupus. Uh, yes. uh, almost uh, uh, a thousand had lupus. Yeah, wow. and two thousand did not. Did not. Yeah. And then, what you were doing was you were looking at how how did you find the you said fourteen genes. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Genes. Okay. Sixteen genes had the strongest susceptibility to having a. SNP in them, which is a which is a variant in the genetic code. So an allele, two two alleles for one SNP. Yeah. And how did you identify these sixteen genes? Um, we, uh, you know that in in the whole genome genotype typing data, we have uh, less than a million SNPs, right? And we test this one million SNP uh, uh, one by one, mm. tested the association with the uh, disease yeah. one by one, and find um, 16. Uh, not exact 16, because the SNPs, they have LD. That means one SNP, if one SNP exists, then another SNP will exist. Uh, um, uh, together, let's mm -hmm. uh, LD. But this 16 SNP, they are uh, independent SNP. They have no LD each other, with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, so then you find out these areas of variance that are similar for people with lupus, and that people without lupus, the other 2,000, don't have the same variance that the ones with lupus do in those 16 genes? Um, actually, it's the frequency difference between cases and controls. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Frequency difference. The fre frequency, a little frequency difference. Yes. Actually, in controls, they also have the allele, but the frequency will be much lower. In, in, in cases, uh, the frequency will be much higher. Interesting. Yeah, let, let, let's, let's the SNP. The SNP means, uh, the SNP didn't mean that uh, it not, uh, it didn't mean it, 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 it didn't exist in controls. It did exist in controls, but the allele, the frequency much lower. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So the allele um, difference, the allele frequency difference, 
in the um, lupus was higher. Right. Okay, okay. And lower in the control that yeah. didn't have lupus. Yeah. Okay, okay. Interesting. Okay. And then, so then, then it was, are, are, I'm curious, for other discoveries as well, is allele frequency difference a pretty good indicator of what a, uh, a, a potentially a discovery of a of a of a variant in a disease is? Yes, that's what we want to say. The 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 allele the allele frequency difference between cases and controls is a pretty good biomarker. Yeah, yeah, it's a biomarker. Yeah, yeah. one of the top biomarkers is allele frequency difference. Right. Interesting. So when you get sequence, uh, Actually, yes, the SNP the, is the biomark. The SNP is the biomark. Yes. And there's a, there's a greater frequency of SNPs in uh, patients with lupus in, yeah. in this case. Yeah. So for all of us that are getting our genome sequenced that we're, we, we want the, some of the things that we want to care about is our, um, our allele frequency um, difference. We want to, that's, that's something that's a big biomarker for, okay. Yeah, cool. that's cool. what we want to say. Let's, 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 uh, we, we, let's, we, how we choose the SNPs, how we choose the SNPs. We choose the SNPs with very different uh, allele frequency between cases and controls. Mm. Mm -hmm. Let's we choose these 16 SNPs. They have very different allele frequency difference. Okay. Yeah. So there's 16 specific SNPs that had the greatest allele frequency difference. Yes. Okay. And then you hypothesize that those were the 16 SNPs that were related to the difference between healthy patients and lupus patients. Yes. And it was right. correct. Right. Yeah. Right. Cool, cool. Okay. Okay, okay. So, so then it could potentially be that um, identifying SNPs in genomes and looking at allele frequency differences between healthy populations and the um, disease, disease populations population, yes. is one of the biggest ways to identify disease. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And was now what were you doing in this next discovery? Discovering the north-south population structure of Chinese Han population. Mm -hmm. What is? Tell us about this. Uh, in this project, we include uh, samples from ten. Uh, different Chinese population, uh, ten, 10 Chinese population, uh, province, provinces uh, distribute from north to south. We select 10 provinces from south to north and to see the uh, population structure, um, um, the population structure uh, differences between these uh, 10 provinces. And we, 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 we discovered that uh, there are two dimension distribution uh, of the genetic uh, 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 structure. Interesting. Yeah, uh, that, that means um, 
um, Yun, uh, in north from uh, Liaoning, that's a province from uh, northeast, mm -hmm. from Liaoning to Shandong, then to uh, 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 Zhejiang, then to Guangdong. Uh, the geography uh, can proxy the genetic uh, structure. Okay, so so again, you you had a sample of yeah. How how large was this sample of genetic? Uh, it's six thousand. Six thousand. Six thousand from these ten uh, provinces? provinces. Yes. And five were in the north, and five were in the south, or um. um I think uh, yes. Um, also, they have uh, uh, six thousand. Then I think it's two thousand from north, two thousand from south, and also two thousand from middle. Middle. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, when you were analyzing the genetics of those um, six thousand, what were you looking for to determine the difference between North and South Han Chinese? Hmm. Because we we have already done the whole genome genotyping, mm -hmm. and uh, this can provide the information of all the, the genetic information of all these samples, yeah. and we do, we, we we conduct a, a analysis called principal component analysis. Mm -hmm. This can identify the uh, the the uh, genetic component. Uh, of the uh, populations, of the samples. A principal component analysis. Yeah, principal component analysis. It, it can. That's PCA. PCA. Yeah. It can identify the the specific genetic differences between. Yeah, south we north can, and south. because we can use the principal component mm -hmm. to uh, the, the value. Of the principal component mm -hmm. to compare the values of these samples. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and the the big um, the big difference is that you said there was some sort of a of a distribution between clear distribution between who was south. Yeah. 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 And who yes. was north. Yes. If we have a very big reference. Uh, we 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 have uh, individuals from each uh, province, uh, and the, the the sample size is big. Then we can build a this kind of reference. Yes. And a new one come come here. We can sequence them and to see which province he come wow. from. Yeah. 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 And then there was a postdoc that you were doing at McGill yes. University. Yes. That was in human genetics. Right. And when you were doing that four years, you made another discovery in 2012 to discover the susceptible genes for osteoporosis. Yes. Okay. And this was fracture and thickness of bone in the Caucasian wrist. Yes. Okay. Yes. So explain this one to us as well. Uh, it's an it's, uh, it's osteoporosis-related trait, a related disease, right? Um, um, the, the final outcome of osteoporosis is fracture. Yeah. Uh, so the, suggest, the strategy is the same as what we have done for the skin disease. 
we also uh, the, the 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 design is also the same a group of cases and a group of controls and to to say the uh the the um allele frequency difference and for this project why um um this this project uh, published in nature because uh, we find the rare genetic variant because in 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 um uh, the rare genetic variant is hard to find because they are rare you you know in in um for example in 1000 samples maybe the mutation only present in only one individuals so it's very rare it's hard to find so we find the rare genetic variant for osteoporosis yes yeah how out of a thousand samples are you able to find just one of the rare genetic mutations? Um, this is just an example. Yeah. Um, actually, it's not uh, only one, maybe several. Okay. Yeah, because we do the genotyping, we do the sequencing and the genotyping. Yes. We know okay. the, 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 we know the allele of each. Uh, individuals yeah. we know the allele of each individuals okay. yeah and then you find and then you know the ones that have osteoporosis and you see which allele variants yeah they the have. rare genetic variants the rare genetic variants associated with osteoporosis. osteoporosis yeah and versus the rest of people don't have that right and so then you're able to target that and say that that's probably the right. one. And then right. maybe look at other people with osteoporosis and see that they have the same. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. 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 So then in 2015, these hap the, these kind, did these happen at the same time, the 1,000 talents? program by the Chinese government and also the um, the UK 10k project which one happened first the UK 10k project first. yeah the, the because the UK 10k okay. project they start from uh, they started from 2010 and finished in 2015 so cool. we published this paper in 2015 15. yeah okay and then in that UK 10k project in 2015 you found the rare variants for bone mineral density. Yes. Okay, so you were teaching me about this. Um, bones are made of calcium. Uh, bone yeah. mineral. Beam, is, bone mineral, yes. Bone mineral is made of calcium. Yes. And then there's bone marrow inside that we were talking about as well, which yeah. I believe has a lot of the stem cells in yes, the body right. and stuff. Okay, so right. the bone mineral density and this is in uh, grams per square centimeter. Yes. If it's too low, you have higher propensity for osteoporosis. Yes, and fracture. And fracture, yeah. which leads to fracture. Yeah. yeah. Bone yeah. weakness yes. leads to fracture. Yes. Um, yeah, so how did you find out that, that this density of, of bone mineral was... Uh, that you could figure out based on genetics, density of bone minerals? Um, yes, because uh, yes or no. 
because bone mineral density have a very high heritability. Uh, it's mm. about from fifteen uh, percent to eighty-five percent. Um, Fifty to eighty-five percent. Yeah, okay. yeah, of uh, heritability. That means fifty uh, percent to eighty-five percent of the bone mineral density variation can be determined by genetics. Yeah. But of course, it's also influenced by uh, by 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 the envi environmental factors. Yeah. So um, so the answer is yes or no. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then, um, you were identifying in this UK ten K project specific. Is it again allele variants? Yes, yes. For osteoporosis, yes. for bone mineral density being low. right. Okay, right. okay. Became the professor at Hangzhou Normal University for two years in 2015, 2017. Mm -hmm. And what were you doing when you were there? Um, Teaching genetics? Um, part of my job is teaching. Um, also, um, research work. And research work. Yeah, and research work. Your papers have been cited 3,400 times. That's massive. Yeah, it's a lot of citations. Yeah, that's the total citation total of my... Total citation. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so cool. And then um, Westlake University in March 2017. So you've been here over two years now. Right. And you've been approaching two and a half. Yeah, that's really cool. It's now two and a half. Yeah, now yeah. it's two and a half. Wow. Yeah. And so, and this has been slow growth process of, of acquiring now 10 lab members. There's seven PhD students working at the lab. Yes. And now this is going to be this deep dive. There's so much cool stuff here. So bioinformatic tools for the analysis of large genetic data and complex disease. So. Yes. You were teaching me about this. You said that right now we have this issue with genetics where m most of the whole genome sequences in the world are Europeans. Yes, yes. And so the, the reference that we have of these 30 million variants are, are made for analyzing European genetics. Yes, yes. So there's this idea of genetics for all, right. where you can have, like you have 1.4 billion people in China, another 1. almost four in India. Right. And you know, so the idea is that, can you make a, a, a whole genome sequence reference of these 30 million variants for Chinese people yes. and for Indian people? Yes. And for all these different countries in the world, yes. so it's not just for European people. Yeah. I like, I love this. So then you had this idea of having the Westlake Biobank for Chinese, right. WBBC. Right. So teach us about why you're doing WBBC, where you guys are at, teach us about it. Yeah, just like you said that um, most of the genetic data now gener generated, most of them are uh, on the European um, uh, populations. So, um, if we would like to do a prediction of disease, we need to um, derive the effect from the uh, specific populations. Like if we want to 
predict uh, disease for Chinese population, we need to derive the effect from Chinese population. So uh, we that's why we want to do this West Lake Bank for Chinese to um, this bank can be uh, um, can can produce a lot of data and to produce a lot of effect, which can used to predict the disease. I think yes. Yeah. Okay, so as we have more of these uh, bio banks happening for different countries around the world, you mm -hmm. guys hopefully um, going deeper into um, the Chinese biobank, then we can um, better understand the formation of complex disease mm -hmm. and we can help people live healthier, yes, happier yes. lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, where, yeah, let's talk about where you guys are at with that. So um, you've had, you, you're working with universities. Yes. And so universities um, are, um, are the, the blood samples from universities. Yes. So yes. do you guys take their do you guys take the blood samples and sequence it yourselves or do they sequence it and give you the data how does yeah um we take those uh, samples and we uh sent out to companies they help us to sequence them got it and they uh, return the data to us got it got yeah it. okay so the university the blood from the universities goes to the company sequencing companies which then give you guys right. the data and then when you guys you have how many total um, sequences? 4,500 plus the 6,000. So teach us about the total revenue. Right. Yeah. It's about 10K, right? 10,000. Yeah, yeah. And 4,500 are whole genome sequenced, and then 6,000 are whole genome genotyped. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. And then now, how are you then um, studying the genetics of bone mineral density mm -hmm. in this? sample that you have mm -hmm. so you're looking for the allele variants of osteoporosis yes okay yes um so the suggest the suggested is a little different from my previous study okay. um in this study we didn't care about which gene it's associated with the disease we use the whole genome uh data uh, to to do the prediction. Then we use the uh, machine learning method to do this prediction. Also the uh, polygenic risk score. Yes. Use polygenic risk score and machine learning to do the prediction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when you talk about um, polygenic risk score and machine learning um, applied to whole genome sequencing, mm -hmm. what do you find? that gives you the understanding of osteoporosis? Uh, in fact, this project is still ongoing. Yes. Right. Um, I uh, just start my uh, uh, the laboratory in Westlake for two years. Yes. And it takes me a lot, of, a lot of time to collect all these samples. Yeah. And we just start this project. Hope, hopefully we can uh, get uh, very good results to help to predict the uh, osteoporosis for the Chinese population. Yes. 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 I love the big vision that you have with it. And this is one of the things about science and it needing to be better well 
funded and also have more world-class research places like Westlake pop up because then you can have more scientists that are doing these long processes that take time that then yes. can have better computational resources right. and better genetic data bank resources right. all this type of stuff to help you guys move the pace faster right. in scientific discovery right. okay so one out of every thousand references variants that we have is genetic variants one out of every thousand genetic variants that we have mm. is going to be some sort of a potential formation of a, maybe a disease maybe yeah it's possible yes okay okay so you can be more susceptible to developing the disease but not develop it right yeah you're yeah, right yeah okay. yeah okay okay so i can have um, high allele frequency difference and be susceptible to developing the disease but not develop yes so then it's okay to have um, in a health some people in the healthy population have high amounts of variance but they don't develop the disease y yes okay and then there are other people that yeah, have because yeah. this this is a probability it's a probability. Yeah, this is a probability. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 this who, people who uh, carry this allele, they are most susceptible to the gene uh, to the disease. Yeah. But maybe he uh, he didn't de develop this disease at, at the end, or they die before they develop this disease. Yeah, yeah. I have let's say an uh, an uh, allele. Uh, variants that um, gives me maybe a 20% probability to develop a disease yeah something like that so yeah. it's like one in five it's a little bit lower so I don't have it let's yeah say. but you could go the other way and say that oops this fifth person got it the disease because they yeah yeah you can mm -hmm. have and you can have different variants uh, 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 probability probability yes that's why we would like to do the prediction the prediction also a probability so if if a person who uh, have uh, uh, at a higher susceptible to the disease, then we, for example, osteoporosis, then we can uh, do the intervention of this uh, patients or individuals yes. to um, to uh, prevent uh, the final outcome. Yes. Right. Let's talk about. Um, the interventions because if um, I do have the allele variants and a high probability of developing a, a complex disease mm. um, what are some of the best things that are recommended for people right now for like osteoporosis yeah so for the osteoporosis um, this uh, I think the three three main factors can affect uh, osteoporosis the first one, the major one, is the um, genetic effect, right? We already talked a lot. The second one is the uh, nutrition. The third one is the exercise. So, um, um, so the genetics now we can we we cannot um, for for the complex disease. Um, it's hard for us to edit it uh, to edit 
the uh, genetics, the, the, the genome. So we can uh, do, uh, modify the other two factors, the nutrition and the exercise. Yes. Yeah. So then the behavior changes towards better nutrition and more exercise can help um, decrease the probability of developing right. osteoporosis. Right. And then also down the line, it is possible that we can go with something like CRISPR potentially yeah. and go and make the genetic edit that needs to happen in order to um, also mm. fix the disease of the osteoporosis. Yeah, it's uh, because this is a complex disease, this yeah. is a complex treat. Yeah. Um, it's not a single point. Yeah, it's not a single point. Yeah. Uh, Warrant can. We're talking maybe yeah, yeah. like dozens yeah, of points right. of variants. So if we go and maybe change more all, than that, right. more than that. So right. if we go and change all of those, there is potentially effects five years, ten years down the line that we're like, oops. Yeah. That could be the problem. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. This is why biology simulations are very important. Mm -hmm. Because if you can simulate what doing those, who knows, 30 points of, of change are mm -hmm. for to make it a healthier mm -hmm. um, individual without the complex disease of osteoporosis, can you fast forward 20 years and see if the person is yeah, yeah. okay? And can yes. you do that millions of times to make sure after 20 right. years they're okay? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. These are some of my favorite things, these simulations. Okay. Because um, hopefully we can get to the point where um, we can do it better and better. Um, because then people can live healthier and, yes. and not have to yeah, experience complex disease. Right. Okay, so um, also uh, at the lab is uh, a bunch, there's, there's people doing different things here. You have, you have people looking at the genetic variants in the Chinese population. Mm -hmm. You have um, a recent study that was finished on alcohol and blood pressure, yes. which I found to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, there's, a very, there's a very specific allele variance yes. for people that can not get drunk fast and right. people that get drunk too fast. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, which is a very interesting study because then some people will know, it's like, why do I keep drinking one glass of wine and I'm drunk already? Yes. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Because yeah. then you can know that it has to do with your genetics. Right. It's very right. interesting. Right. And the other ones are like, I drink a whole bottle and I'm fine. Yeah. Right. yeah. Why? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sometimes we, yeah, it's cool to know that biology um, and even something um, like allele variants, and this was only at a single point of yes, allele variants. Yes, it's a single point. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And um, for, for those that um, are really interested, it's RS671. Yeah, RS671. Ah, uh, S six seven one. Yeah. Yes. For those that are very interested in yeah. that variance, that's cool. And that was in a, a sample of two thousand three hundred forty nine Han Chinese. Yes. Yes. If it's uh, GG, you can drink. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> if it's AA, you're gonna have trouble with right. drinking a lot. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, for myself, I already uh, genotype this. My is AG. Okay, so you're middle. You're in the yeah, middle. Yeah, I'm in okay. the middle, but um, I cannot drink a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, 
And there was also another interesting cultural aspect too with women where um, women are generally in China not drinking so much. So um, a lot of them in the study were, uh, yeah. yeah, even, if, even yeah. if they had GG for drinking a lot, they weren't drinking anyway. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. And then um, another one is doing epidemiology of peak bone mass. Of Chinese obviously yes. so we actually actually we had a we had a good conversation about this before we started too. Um, the number was um, the number was quite high it was uh, it was 1500 uh, total mass of skeletal calcium in grams mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was 1500 for men Mm -hmm. Between the ages of twenty and forty. Yes. So, so basically, that's the peak bone mass. That's the peak bone yeah. mass. So, yeah. so basically, when you're a child, um, your uh, total skeletal mass in calcium in grams increases very fast. Yes. Until you're like twenty. Yeah. And then it like peaks around that twenty to forty range. Right. For men, it's fifteen hundred grams, and for women, it's closer to twelve hundred yes. grams. And then uh, after 40, um, both men and women start dropping. Yes. And then women have a more significant drop because of menopause. Yes. Yes, yes. I found this to be so, so interesting. And because you were mentioning this earlier too, there's a 50 to 85% heritability right. of this. Right. Um, so it's very likely that if, you're, um, if your parents have a lower um, amount of total skeletal calcium mass that you as well will have lower right. um, and so then I was asking you about this too is like okay so when you're doing this I mean is it possible that we can find um, as you guys are doing this this uh, dive into the um, epidemiology of peak bone mass of Chinese mm -hmm. is it possible that you can find um, specific uh, variants um, for people that have um, a higher peak bone mass yeah. versus ones that have a lower peak bone mass. Yes, yes. Yes. Yes, that's one of our design to, in order to find the genetic variant for the peak bone mass. And why we want to do this is, um, you know, most of the drugs uh, treat on osteoporosis nowadays, they are the drugs trying to slow down the uh, loss of bone. Um, if we can find a gene or a pathway who, uh, a, which is a determinant of the peak bone mass, maybe we can find a drug target to uh, increase the bone mass. Yeah. Because most of the drugs now they are, their target is to uh, decrease the bone loss. Yeah, to s slow, slow, down. slow down the bone loss. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So we're, in a sense, we're fighting the osteoporosis with trying to slow down the, uh, the, bone, lo the bone density loss. Yes. And we could come up with another solution, yes. which is targeting uh, more bone uh, to density. Yeah, to, to increase the bone density. Interesting. Yeah. But we have to find the variants right. first. Right. And then we have to target the drug at 
um, those variants yeah. and, and figure out how to increase them. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So in a sense, there's for only, probably for a lot of complex disease, there's a couple ways to handle it. Yes. Um, and many of the ways we handle complex disease right now is like, how do you take in a molecular compound that uh, usually affects more than just uh, the targeted yeah. area and yes. uh, it um, fights it in a specific way? And maybe there's ways that we can take something that um, enables us to fight it in a more optimal way. Right. So discovering those pathways to, for more optimal combating complex disease. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Okay, so then um, also using machine learning to predict the height of Chinese men. Yes. So then do you, do you have um, any like ideas about like these, these are complex things. Like this is not yes. probably yeah, you know, this single. Is, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, this is another complex trait. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, because we have this population and this population is at the mean age of 19. Mm -hmm. And we have the height measurement. We also have uh, um, the weight and other uh, measurement. And we would like to build a model to uh, predict from genomics to uh, height. And uh, if we have this model, then new new uh, boom uh, comes out. If we then if we, we uh, have their DNA, we can predict the height at their 19 age. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And as you get more and more of the um, genetic samples, you can have a greater, greater accuracy yeah, right. of the right. height. Right, right. Yeah. Interesting. And height is more likely to be accurate than weight right yeah right, right. weight is so um variable variable about <laughs> yeah. what they eat how often they exercise right. all this kind of stuff yes but height you're pretty much going to end up being that yeah that yeah. tall yeah. Right. yeah 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 um interesting okay um interesting too that um for probably for those that are you know that are watching that are thinking well um there are likely lots of other scientists um, around the, the world that, that watch the program and um, especially also, you know, PhD students, etc. Yes. Um, uh, postdocs, whatnot, that are just trying to figure out um, how do I leverage computational power onto um, genetic data sets mm -hmm. um, and to find unique insights. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like... You know, you guys here, if you guys want to, you know, come and look for opportunities, Westlake has lots of unique opportunities where they're looking for um, people to do PhDs and postdocs yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, be able to join a really powerful community. Yeah, of like course, this. of yeah. course. Yeah. I wonder, you know, once we leverage more computational power on... Um, on challenges like this, what unique insights we'll find? Like, well, how many you know variants determine height, and where are they? Uh, and that type of stuff. Okay. And that's just height. That's one thing. And then there's you know 
There's all of the other. Well, what about you know? This one's really tough, but like IQ. That's a yeah, really, yeah, yeah, right. That's a really interesting right, one. Right. Yes. Like, is it possible to you know to predict something like that? Uh, but that also de- determines a lot if you're sitting there doing uh, like you know too much studying. No. Yeah, yeah, too much uh, uh, distractive material. Even if you had a higher propensity for IQ, mm-hmm. it might have um, been lower. Yeah. But uh, it could also be the opposite, where if you read a lot and if you worked really hard, yeah. and, um, you could be end up a little higher too. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is this is all so interesting to mm. me. Leveraging computational power on on genetic data. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then um, okay, so also there's um, a surname and geography study and an ancestry. And geography study uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so what are you guys looking at there? Uh, we um, uh, get out the name from our father, right? Yeah. And we also uh, get our uh, Y chromosome from our father. And so we would like to see um, um, a person who have the same surname of of me, like Zeng. We, I want, we want to see how similar of our uh, genome is between us. Yeah. If we, sh- we have the same surname, how, what, to, uh, what proportional uh, of the genome we share together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So depending on your last name, if it's the same, you may have a higher no, we cannot say that because, uh, uh, for example, uh, people with this name of Zheng, like me, another people who have a name of Wang, yeah. but I have uh, uh, more genetic similarity with them. Yeah, yeah, because oh, oh, these people who uh, name of Wang, he is my cousin. Or something, oh. then we can we may share more yeah. Uh, genetic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, interesting point. Yeah, maybe someone born in your province near you with a different last name you have more in common with than someone with the same last name but from the south part of China, yeah, you're from the north yeah. part, something like that. Yeah, that's the interesting yeah. thing we want to uh, do. Yeah. yeah, the research. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And then I was asking you about this too. Um, the uh, metagenomics in this, yeah, in right. this sense, you guys are doing proteomics yes. on the six thousand. Yeah, and then what do you guys want to find with doing metagenomics studies on the data? Researchers would like to link their microbiota to uh, different disease. Also, I think is to um, trying to do the intervention yes. of all this disease. So what we want to do is to link the microbiota to uh, osteoporosis wow. and to to see um, because we we have genetic data. We have um, if we have an, an, uh, other data, we can I think we can uh, explain more of this disease. Right. Yeah. Osteoporosis. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the more you have these metagenomic data, proteomics, microbiota, all this type of stuff sequenced, yeah. you can potentially uh, come in with an intervention through the microbiome. Maybe, yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do different interventions. Yeah, yeah, yeah interesting to tackle yeah. complex disease, yes. osteoporosis and more. Okay, and then what do you think that, you know, having these biobanks mm -hmm. um what will be the big thing like if we have the 30 million um reference for the variants um in chinese and then we do that for indian and african and you know your europeans already done south american blah 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 you just keep going yeah what insights are you most excited about that bringing for chinese and for all these other populations around the world um let's the prediction of a disease yeah. to do the prediction of a disease for different for for uh, for the specific population yeah. yeah if because we cannot use the genetic data of european population to predict the uh, disease in chinese population yeah. yeah how much um overlap is there with um european population genetics with uh, Chinese. Is there, you know, out of these variants, out of these 30 yeah. million variants, yeah, how many yeah, is In fact, most of them are overlap. Most overlap. Yeah, most of them are overlap. I mean, um, uh, for the common variant, most of them are overlap. For common variants. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For the rare, uh, each each population have their own unique rare, rare genetic variant. Interesting. And um, for but uh, um, like is osteoporosis rare? Yes. Uh, no, no, no. No, it's not no, rare. The, I, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. The, I mean the rare genetic variant, not the not the not rare, rare disease. disease. Yeah, yeah. Oh, rare genetic variants. Yes. Okay. Most common genetic variants. Overlap, more yeah. okay, yeah. and rare genetic variants don't overlap. Yes. Mm -hmm. What percentage do you think is common versus rare? The more bigger of the uh, population, then the more rare genetic will be found. Larger populations have L have more uh, rare genetic variants. More rare genetic variants. Yes. What would an ideal tool be like, let's say 50 years, 100 years down the line in the future? Mm. What would your ideal tool be like for doing the most advanced bioinformatics? Mm. You mean the tools developed? To do the, um, to analyze the genetic data. To analyze genetic data, and then to deal with complex disease. Yes. To augment humans. Yes. To make us better. Yeah. What would that tool look like fifty or a hundred years down the line? Um. Yeah, because the the genetic field moves fast. Um. I think one one thing is the prediction. Yeah, the prediction tools to use a uh, specific population to predict uh, 
disease for that specific population. Yeah. Yes, so I think this tool can be uh, a good one. Predicting disease. Yeah, predicting disease. But of course, we need the reference. We need the reference yeah. to do so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So it would be maybe something that's all in one that gets the genetic data, that does the analysis, that predicts the disease, that yeah. gives recommendations. Right. The whole thing. Kind of this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How do you think we can inspire more people around the world to work together? If the data can be shared between uh, um, research group or research group within one country or in different country, yeah. then I think the, the, the problem is the data sharing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I like that answer so much. We have a big problem with data silos across the world, um, across the big tech companies, across the big governments, across the medical institutions, the research institutions, etc. And so yeah. if we can more easily share data to provide unique insights yes, into yes. people's health, into their education, into their well-being, right. you know, that's ex like let's figure out how to maximize doing that mm -hmm. soon. Yeah. I like that. Okay. For young people, what's an important skill that they need to know as we go into the exponential technology age? For young people. Yeah. Um, young people at, at which age? <laughs> <laughs> Young people in general today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can group as young people. <laughs> um, Let's say those that are still in the school system. Yeah, yeah school, yeah. high school, or yeah, sure. Okay. Um, um, I think this question different kind of answers in different country or in um, mm. with different cultures yeah right um, because the education is, is very different between like China India and the US right mm -hmm. so <laughs> yeah yeah is there something that you think China, India, the US, and other countries around the world, do you think that there's something that young people can learn that makes them just stronger for the future? Mm -hmm. the, the, the basic thing is I think they should well educated, right? Yes. I think. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say what is the best education system. Yeah. We have ACT, SAT, Gaokao. We have all these yeah. systems. But what about social intelligence? And what about spiritual 
intelligence? Mm. What about solving the sustainable development goals of the United Nations? Mm. So it's hard to exactly say what that is, but mm -hmm. I agree that the education. Yeah. What do you think is the meaning of life? <laughs> oh, so this, this is another big question. Um, we should make our life more happier. We should let our parents uh, live better. To, we should have a, a happy family. Um, to um, provide a good education to our kids. If we were overloaded by our daily life, we maybe we have no time to think about the meaning of life, right? We, 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 because we don't know the world after we die, right? So we should live a bad life when we are alive. Also think about our family, our parents, and something, I think. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly why we ask the question, because mm -hmm. if we don't think about why we're here, mm -hmm. And what the purpose of this is, what my purpose is, what is the nature of this reality that we're mm -hmm. in, then we forget these very first principled yeah. questions. Yeah, right, right. And then we just go and just do whatever. Right. The, sometimes right. the economy or sometimes politics or media <laughs> yes, or yes, whatever yes. determine our life instead of right. ourselves. Yes. Yeah. 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 But in daily life, we. We always think about this, the politics, the economics, the, the, also the project I need to finish, right? Let's, um, if we overload by our least kind of things, maybe we forgot to think about the meaning of life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I appreciated how during the conversation we were both a little bit uh, hesitant about the future of genetic engineering because to be to have this seventh generation principle so you have to think about what am I doing right now and how is it going to affect seven generations down the line yeah yeah so that you don't just say, do that genetic edit and you know, <laughs> see what happens, hope it's all good. No, so yeah. doing like biological simulations, all these types of things to make sure that what we're doing is uh, gonna be healthy is very important. Mm -hmm. um, do you have uh, that mentality that you carry with you about genetic engineering? You're a little bit more conservative um, about it? Um, yes, I, I think uh, scientific uh, society they, they all I think they all uh, have conserved uh, attitude to this question to this yeah, yeah to the genetic editing yeah yeah 
Yeah, the, I am starting to feel that more and more. It's important to have open-mindedness uh, and a little bit of liberalness to be able to run the experiments mm. over time yeah. and find out, okay, the healthy ones are, are good that so we can start maybe implementing those. Um, but to um, be very also um, cautious about what could be some of the long-term effects of incorrect like, decisions like, um, can be very bad. Yes, yes. What do you think is the role of love in our world? We care about our parents. We care about uh, our wife. We care about our children. Yeah. Love is everywhere. Yeah. 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 Do you think that this is a simulation? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how to answer this question, so, yeah. <laughs> what do you think is the most beautiful thing in the world? Mm. Love. Why? Um, because... Um, Because love is everywhere, and love makes us care about this world, care about peoples around us. Yeah. Yeah. With that more love, we can care more about each other and the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hufang, thank you so much for coming on to our show. This <laughs> thank you. Thank such you. Such a pleasure. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. In th incredible discoveries. In <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're super looking forward to all of the next advancements that you're doing in population genetics and complex disease. Mm -hmm. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on the episode. Let us know what you're thinking. Have more conversations with your friends, your families, coworkers, people online about population genetics and about complex disease, about all these other topics that we talked about on the show, about genetics for all, about creating these biobanks in China and in all these other countries around the world, making better tools for analyzing these large genetic data sets, the different vari variants in genetics that we were talking about, have more conversations about solving these complex diseases and living more healthy and happy lives. Also support the artists, the entrepreneurs, the organizations, the leaders around the world that you believe in, support them and help them grow. You can find all of our links below so we can continue doing cool things like coming on site to beautiful places like Westlake University and interviewing some of the great principal investigators here. And go and build the future, everyone. Manifest your dreams into the world. We love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you soon. Peace. <laughs> That's a wrap. Okay. Good job. Good thank job. You, thank Good job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>